Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. What's that? What noise is What is that, that noise? Oh, tapping. All right. Well, we don't know when you when that's happening. If that's an audio glitch or if that's just you uh, amusing yourself during our conversation. You. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when do we, what, at what age do you outgrow this, Russ? At what you age never stop doing this never. every you single can't. thing that you ever Like, it's just funny. But the funniest ones, like, little ones like that are just, like, very subtle. Do you want me to just give you a few? Like, okay, listen, when, you, when you're doing that every five seconds, it makes it really hard. It's not. <laughs> see? No, because I know do, you're trying. To do the show. To do the podcast. You know, you're trying, so I'm not going to do it. Well, if you did, it would satisfy me, Russ. Nope, you're still trying. <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. He wants to though. He's like he's, Tony. It's like he's like Michael Scott. Like he just can't resist dropping a. That's what she said. He wants to so bad. And he's just fighting it. Cool. He's holding it's it cool. in like a sneeze. Like he will not let it out. But he wants it's to. All good. It's all good, man. Can I shame you out of doing this? Can I can I get you to be like, come on, Russ, this isn't what grown-ups do on a podcast. No, that won't work. Okay. You're shaking nope. your head. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh you're the one yep. always you're the one always pointing fingers at at really both of us, really, me and Tony for being sophomoric. For sure. But you're the ringleader on all the hey, hey, hey I can't believe you said the word hard. No, that's, that's it's actually Tony. That's and then, five times an episode, Russ. It's Tony. <laughs> and they're like, because sometimes Tony will say it and you'll just keep going. But when I say it, then you want to stop. And now it's a big thing. <laughs> I don't always hear it from Tony. Tony sometimes just kind of exactly like, gets out just a and little so, muffled. So you, as you'll see, like when Tony says it and I look at the camera and just start like grinning as big as I can, it's because I heard Tony say it. Yes. No, I noticed that, and sometimes I'm very uh, distracted by it and derailed by it, and uh, yeah, it it interrupts whatever point I'm trying to make, and uh, like I said, just makes it really hard. Nope. No. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Uh, Tony, what were you gonna say? Oh, did you? Guys, I'm guessing you guys didn't get a chance to see the new Dave Chappelle special. Uh, I've been wanting to. I've been. I wanting to. I've been like actually doing work. This it came out week. two today, Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. No, um, I I didn't know it was coming. Done with did this. you guys know it was coming? I just saw I just saw like three days ago that it was coming. I think they did a, a soft launch, um, trailer, but I haven't seen. As soon as this podcast is over, that's what I'm going to do. Have you already watched it, Tom? I've seen it twice. Okay, all right. All <laughs> so right. I assume it was good. I he's him and uh, Jim Gaffigan are my favorite. To stand-up comedians, which is a little bit of an odd pairing, but if the community that had a large no, issue, don't with say Dave it. Chappelle, no, don't, 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 don't start. Tony, with this you're going to have a lot of. Tony, 
He literally just said we haven't seen it. You ass. Yeah, don't spoil it for us, or Jesus. He wants to spoil it for us and make a comment that's going to get us canceled. Let's get started. We're having a great meeting here at Sports Adjacent uh, to discuss standards and practices. But <laughs> welcome to our episode. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host Russ Dorsey. Great to see everybody. Great to be talking to you guys again this week. And we have our producer Tony Gill uh, here, ostensibly to help the show, Russ, but. Um, in practically speaking, trying to ruin it at every turn, I think would be we have to we got to we have to job take, description. Let's take help out of Tony's job description because <laughs> I don't I don't think that's in there. Because he's just, here to, I'm just here to be me and yeah. whatever that entails. I and mean, you guys just kind of deal I'm just with just here to be me. That's that's your approach to life. I think that's what you did. You you, just, you, you got to hear what he said. He said you guys got to kind of like deal with the results. <laughs> like, like, wait a minute, we do. And we do deal with those results on a weekly basis and uh, in a, on a daily basis as his as his friends, as being friends of a guy who rides down the scooter down ride down rides down the street in a scooter shirtless for fun on a Thursday morning when everyone else I is at work. I was on uh, our guy Jason Golf. Shout out to Jason uh, on his podcast today, and we were letting oh. Tony have it on there. Really, <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were, but it was great. Exposing Tony to a national oh, audience, to a national uh, a oh, audience, all, all of the Ringers uh, network. They know what Tony about now. Yeah. Well, there goes any chance of them picking us up. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Our humble little show, Russ uh, Sports Adjacent, is brought to you by Obvious Shirts. Glad to have them as a sponsor. I'm looking through right now some of their new shirts. They've got one that just says Bears fan. Uh, they've got one that says. Not until I've had my coffee. Is that a? Uh, I think that is a Connect Roasters Ian Hap shirt. Uh, I I kind of like the Frank the Tank one, even though I'm not a uh, a Cubs fan. It's just a cool looking shirt. Uh, Alabama is good at football. You want one of those, Tone? Yes. In the crimson red, would you call it crimson red? Is that redundant, or should you just call it crimson? It's uh, uh, just crimson. Anyway, you can get all those shirts, and you can get the Sports Adjacent Collection uh, on Obvious Shirts website, and you can get ten percent off. By using the promo code adjacent ten, and they already have free shipping. Uh, Russ, you were talking, you were telling me before you get, came on here about your work schedule, which you would think. <laughs> I mean, you started what mid February on this Cubs season, and God like bless February you for making it to the 14th. end of that. Thank you, thank you, sir. I saw, I saw that you tweeted though. It's a good feeling, man, when you get to the end of a season, as long as that actually is the end of your season, and for you, it's not because after you slogged through the entire 162 games of the Cubs and did almost, I think, every road game. That's a lot of yeah. travel, man. Uh, now you're going to pick up and cover the White Sox playoff run, which I think will probably take you a while. It's going to probably be a good solid month. Uh, I'm not sure about that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, my my team is out. The The Cubs, who I cover, they are uh, officially started their offseason, and uh, the boy is – Still going. I think, you know, everybody doing their, all right, I'll see you guys, catch you guys in spring training, tweets. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, <laughs> moving over to the Sox. You and um, Maddie Lee, I think. Maddie Lee doing the same thing, right? Yeah. Well, see, Maddie Star, moved, friend of the show. Yeah, for sure. Maddie, friend of the show. Shout out to her. She actually, she got a head start and moved over <laughs> from the Cubs beat to the Sox beat in, I think, late August. 
And see, that's so what a yeah, wise person does is they see trouble coming and they say, you know, I'd rather cover that team than cover financial flexibility. But you didn't have that option, to be fair. <laughs> no, it didn't really work like that. But yeah, um, I'm uh, as we speak, I'm going to watch the special that Tony tried to spoil for us as I'm packing my suitcase, which you can see there for Houston. I think that. Nobody wants to hear any complaints about our jobs because our jobs sound really cool to pretty much everybody, and they are. The these are really yeah. great jobs. These are really fun jobs covering the Bears, covering the Cubs, other jobs I've had covering the Dolphins, the Gators, the Heat, the Blackhawks. They're they're really fun jobs, and pretty much I, I would I say, and I'm guessing you feel the same way. I enjoy going to work every day. I enjoy Absolutely. the work itself. It's great. Yes. There are some challenges that come with it. No job is perfect. And I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I'm about a month, well, I guess two months into bear season if you count training camp, which, which is in some ways more work and more taxing than the season. And to me, it's like, it's, it's a blur. The last two months, it's like if you're riding around in the back of a lift or a taxi and you're texting on your phone the whole time, and then all of a sudden it stops and you're there and you're like, how did I, how did I get here? I'm kind of sitting here like this. Like I, I got in the car back in late July and now I'm, I'm kind of like sticking my head out the window in week four being like, oh, what, what just happened? So I haven't been sitting around watching a lot of Netflix. I, I haven't had a lot of time. And when I have had time to sit and watch something, uh, it's like, you know, in the 15 minutes before I fall asleep. So I'm not, I don't want to watch anything that I'm really going to be wanting to try to pay attention to during that time. But there have been a couple times, sometimes on a Saturday, if I'm flying, I'm able to watch something on the plane if I don't, if I've got all my work done. And I've watched a couple of things lately. I've watched a few episodes of Cocaine Cowboys on Netflix. I, I don't, have you checked into that at all? Because that's amazing. I've heard, I've heard good things about that. Uh, I honestly just, I haven't had time to watch anything, right? But yeah. over this last couple of days, I started and finished Squid Game. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I want to talk about. I have no mm -hmm. idea what it is. It sounds weird. And I know that Tony is obsessed with it. And mm -hmm. so is apparently the rest of the country. And that's so great. I would love for you guys to explain to me what Squid Game is. I, I can tell right uh, just from seeing a picture of it that it's not anything to do with actual squids, right? Correct. Okay. It's I, it's hard to explain without spoiling, but I'll do my best. You can spoil um, it for me. I'm probably not going to watch this anyway, but I am curious. Nah, I think I think you should watch it. Give it a, mm -hmm. at least give it a chance. I think within the first episode, you'll be drawn to it. Um, because I'm not into sci-fi. Yeah. And I watched the entire series in four days. So well, let's just discuss it. Let's, I don't let's think assume that the rest of America has been watching it's, this. And if you spoil it for me and I go to watch it in a few weeks, then I'll come on here and complain about that. And that'll be content. This so is, let's just this, talk think, freely about it. I think this is the best this way is, to do this it. This will be our spoiler warning right now. If you if you don't want to have Squid Game or whatever parts of it Russ and Tony have seen spoiled, then, you know, skip ahead. I just I don't feel good about doing that, but I'll explain it for you this way. It's okay. Korean right. Korean Hunger Games. Oh, OK. <laughs> so like the show is in Korean. I, I'm assuming this is fiction then? Correct. Okay, all right. This isn't like uh, one of their game shows over there. No, this is a like a just a show series, and it's basically the Hunger Games set in Korea. Okay. 
but it's super interesting. There's backstory and all this different stuff. And like the more you watch, the more you know, you'll it'll hook you. Essentially, Tony, it's a how would you... it's a show. It's a giant human social experiment. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is, how far are you willing to go if financial burden is ruining your way of life and your quality of life? How far perfect, are, are, perfect are you to willing to go? It, how many natural human deterrents are you willing to push away in order to get your yourself and your family out of financial ruin? Okay. Is the show in English? I, it, I know no. very little about it. No, it's it's it, well, it's they have the dubbed over version in English, or you okay. can watch it in Korean with the English it, subtitles. Mm-hmm. But I've heard like people who know you know speak Korean have said that it's not a perfect translation, which happens you know with language. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it in English like with the English dub uh, without subtitles, and I like I still enjoyed it. Like I didn't think it was a. I know people who don't like with the when the sound and the lips don't match up. Yeah. But uh, no, nah, I was fine. I know Tony's not doing the subtitle. You're not sitting there reading. That's why you watch Netflix <laughs> to avoid having to read, right? Well, I'm an anime fan. And so sometimes you got to watch things in sub. So yeah. Yeah. I watched, uh, I watched half of it in the English dub and I watched the other half with the uh, Korean subs. So half having to read it and half having them dubbed over it. Which did you like better, Tone? Um, you miss a lot in the dubbed one because they're trying to keep the English speaking audience in mind. Mm-hmm. But the sub, the you get like the real acting chops by listening to how they say, even though you don't understand them, you get to see their facial expressions, match it up with what they're saying, what you're reading on the screen. And it's a, it's a, it's an entirely different experience, but I, it's just as good, even better. And is the entire thing out right now? Did you guys binge this already? The entire yeah. thing, or is it coming yeah. out? Okay. All right. Yep. It's already out. All nine episodes. Got to the end. Okay. It makes you question yourself too. It's like, man, if I was in the <laughs> okay. situation, what, what would I do? All right. What did you question about yourself, Tony? Give Could us I example. kill an old man for my own benefit? Okay. Take so it deeper than that. Could I kill Tony? Fact. Well, which the answer is probably yes. Yeah, that's, I mean, you might just for free do that for sport. Let yeah. alone if it's 45.6 billion won, which translates to about $38 million. Yes, I'd probably knock Tony off of that. <laughs> Tony, where did you land on your inner debate of whether or not you'd kill an elderly person for $38 million? Uh, I probably wouldn't do it. I'm, I'm a real one. I'm a real one at heart. Yeah, I'd rather really die a real one than live as a... And, and it shows you that in the show, not to spoil it anymore, but it shows you that. Like, okay, now you got this money. Now, how do you feel about yourself? Mm-hmm. Can you live? How do you feel as a human being? Are you a I'd, human being anymore? I think I'd feel pretty rich. Think of all the scooters you could buy for that, Tom. I know, but for, all the for coats. That, that I would have had to murder <laughs> for all the scooters. Their blood paid for my scooter. Give me another ethical uh, dilemma that arose for you in this, Tony. Um, well, those, those are like the strongest. Those are ones, the main right? ones. Do, do, you, main. Would you, okay. would you, would you kill a friend? How far would you kill an elderly person? How far do you kill a person 
that's young and vibrant with life. Innocent. Um, right. Somebody who sounds helps. horrible. This this sounds like the this sounds awful. I actually think it's a pretty it's actually pretty good when you think about all those different factors that yeah. Tony mentioned while you're watching, you're like, damn. Like yeah, the world humans suck. Mm-hmm. Like if humans like, That's really what it should be. Yeah, it should be called humans human suck. On their own, doing their own thing without any moral code, just survival of the fittest. Humans mm-hmm. can go to dark places in the name of survival. Like it it it's really causing the question is like, what is it, it what does it mean to actually be a person, to be a human being? What are your responsibilities? as a human being is it just to live and live on like no it's for everybody else around you it's for other people and i think this show's really like puts that conundrum in your life yeah you can achieve you know and do these things and money but at what cost and i thought i thought it was an excellent show to to prove that point on an extreme level obviously nobody's like murdering people you know they should just they should just in season two go ahead and add uh bradley bill andrew wiggins and kyrie <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of nfl news that we're going to get to and kind of I, I like kind of recapping the nfl week with you guys looking back at week three or week four whatever week we're on and, and various things and uh, we cover only the important parts of that like a cat falling from the sky or a, a ref throwing his flag and hitting a punt in midair but um Probably, probably the biggest story of the weekend, wouldn't you say, was Urban Meyer and this viral, not, I was going to say viral video, Russ, but it's a viral video and photos. And I mean, he could not have looked more like Urban Meyer if he had tried. He had the full Urban Meyer look. He had the Ohio State pullover. This is like going out and, and robbing a bank in your jersey or something like that. This was a, a, a total disaster. But Russ, if you remember... We were talking like five episodes about Urban Meyer mm-hmm. falling apart at the seams in Jacksonville. And now we have uh, it's at a whole nother level here. And that was before the season ever began. <laughs> right. That was over that. losing preseason games. So if you if you don't know, by the way, what the I, I can't imagine that you wouldn't know. But Urban Meyer, uh, they played on Thursday night. I believe it was at Cincinnati, so he might have been right there. Uh, they were in Ohio, in, yes. To be in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, photos and videos of him uh, having a really great time at a bar with the ladies. Urban Meyer, who's been married for like 30 years or something like that, and has preached about family and morality his entire career going back to being college coach at Utah and Bowling Green. Um, There's no way around this one, Russ. And then when I, I assume you saw his apology press conference today, those are always fun when you have an apology press conference. Um, he looked pitiful. There are strong apology press conferences. This was not it. This was, uh, I've been dragged here. I'm humiliated. I, I, I don't even know what to do right now. I, th- I think – Something that uh, you know, I know, Tone knows covering professional sports. Infidelity is a part of it. And <laughs> part of the game, Russ. It, it is part of the game. Um, not my cup of tea, but, you know, do we all need to say life. that? 
Do you want us all to get that on the record real quick, Tone? Well, go ahead. I mean, you have a wife and Tony has a girlfriend, so I think y'all should. <laughs> I'm, I'm unattached, so. But I think it's y'all not a should, part of this game. <laughs> I think y'all should take care of that, so you have your bases covered. Russ, <laughs> as far like your television, your, the show we were talking about, your romantic life being a television show for us. It sounds like for you, y'all, you're, yes. it, it's on the level of excitement of like uh, Squid Game. And if mine and Tony's love life was a TV show, it'd be like on the excitement level of uh, like a knitting show on on PBS or something like that. Very, very solid, very predictable. Same episode every week. Yeah, you guys, you guys are like, well, maybe Tony is a little bit more exciting. You're like yeah. America's Test Kitchen. <laughs> and like, and Tony, Tony might be dr- dr- diners, drive-ins, and dives. Like, I can, oh, okay. I can watch a little wilder. All right. I can watch, <laughs> but I'll probably turn it off at some point. <laughs> yeah. Russ is like, what'd you guys do over the weekend? Really, um, worked on our budget. Yeah. Uh, well, you talk about infidelity being part of the game, and I think everyone always assumes that. But you and I don't, I don't want when I don't when I say that I don't want that to sound like I'm condoning that. Like I'm just saying, yeah, I know. I know. It's part we, of we covered the legal you, part. you know, you know, you know, but people who are listening yeah. might not know. We've been doing it for so long. We kind of understand right. the different dynamics. But for those people out there, like there's a lot of people that portray this idea of family first. Yes. And I love my wife and my kids. And it's like, yeah, I love my wife and my kids when I'm at home with them. Yeah. But when I'm on the road, I'm on the road and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know, like stuff like that. That happens like that's that's life. Well, that's, um, and that's, that part's the problem right? for me, though, is do what you want. And I don't need morality with my sports. I never at any point uh, as a person or as a parent tell my kids, hey, do as they do in sports. Mm-hmm. Do, do what all the people in sports do. That's how you live. Uh, that's not really my advice for life. But Urban Meyer has written books and given speeches and recruited people right. to play for his programs based on some of these principles that he – is throwing away. And I can't imagine, Russ, the mathematical improbability that this was the only time he decided to do it and doggone it, he happened to get caught the one on camera, the one time that he ever strayed. Um it it wasn't it wasn't good. And when I first saw the video, I was like, that that can't be him. That's not Urban Meyer. Right. No, NFL it's a look alike. out doing that. Part of that is though, like when you talk about infidelity being common a lot of times in sports, you don't ever think of the coaches. And maybe it's because you don't want to. Maybe it's like in the same way uh, that you don't you don't think about your parents. You, you don't want to think about, you know, Bruce Arians out there at a club or Joel Quenville out there. You know, I don't know if either of those. I'm not accusing or or, or implying anything with those. Please, two. for our, for the sake of yes, our budget. Right. Like, but Urban Meyer is in he's in his videos and you're seeing him from the side or you're seeing him from behind. And I'm like, that can't be him. And then you see a picture of him, Russ, a, a picture that he posed for. And I'm sitting there like, why would he do that? How what how senseless, how how unaware do you have to be to post for a photo? And then I saw his eyes and I knew exactly why. Because those are Jim Beam eyes, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> you knew you saw Urban post it up at his yes. one. It's his restaurant. Yes. It was his restaurant he was at, and he had the Ohio State three-quarter zip up. You might as well have had a big old neon sign that says, I am Urban Meyer on it. <laughs> and well, he should have been there with like a Jaguars visor and the headset <laughs> and a play sheet or something. I mean, like it was like he in, was in costume as Urban Meyer. If this was a Halloween party, I would have been like, ooh, someone has a great Urban Meyer getup. 
You are the most famous person that's ever lived in Columbus, Ohio. You have a restaurant in Columbus, Ohio, and everybody in a hundred mile radius is going to know who you are. But you say, you know what? I'm a while out tonight. And, and the, bl- the blondes are out at the restaurant. He's a wild boy. The, the blondes are out at the restaurant. And, and I've seen that look before. Like you said, not only the Jim Beam look, but the hey, they out here tonight look. <laughs> Ross, if he had if he had cried with those eyes, you could have lit the tears on fire. What was he? I have, is it, go ahead. Is he too? Isn't he too old that we may need the elevator music for this? Whoa. Oh. And I'm like, hmm, too old for that? Yeah. I couldn't be the only one that noticed that part. Jason, right. don't do it. No, you no, were. Jason, I didn't we're going see it. Jason, well, I didn't, we're going no, here. I'm not aware. I, I'm not aware of the part of the video that you seemed to. So, so catch the part there. of the video Urban is, Meyer, by the way, me. Tony, just to clarify for you, is 57 years old. Yeah, come on. You're too old for that. Come on, man. Well, I don't think so. Well, I don't know why that would be the case, but, but I would Tony, say you're too, he's too married to for that. <laughs> there, that's number one. Yeah. Second of all, like he wasn't even trying to hide it, that, which goes back to the Jim Beam eyes because he, he was just like, you know what? I'm We going here tonight. And <laughs> his hands was going places where they should not have been. And well, well, but then you have quite a day back at work. I mean, I don't know. Did he, did he go to sleep that night thinking like, eh, these, he probably wasn't thinking anything to be honest, but um, then you you try to come back to work after that, and it cancels a team meeting. Players mm-hmm. are ripping him to Michael Silver of ESPN because they Killing already him. probably didn't really enjoy working for right? him to begin with. And now you have whatever this is. I mean, that, that press conference is so embarrassing. That, that press well, conference might be more embarrassing than the video. Tony? And now, Tony Gill reads hey guys Hold on one second. yeah tell, time tell out people, time, tell time out why tony, we had to wait a second tony, tony before you go this is mm-hmm. the first time i noticed that you're not at your girlfriend's house and it's very funny yeah yeah i was uh i wasn't i was at home uh last the last episode oh okay yeah. <laughs> all right go ahead <laughs> all right so What's up, guys? Tony Gill with glasses here to read uh, an apology this time from a bad uh, apology. Head coach Urban <laughs> Meyer. I just apologize to the team and staff for being a distraction. Just you, you know what? Hold up, reverse. I think I want to do hurt feelings, coach. Okay, well, you're not in charge of the show, so first you need to do what Russ told you to do. Yeah, I know. I'm going to do hurt feelings, coach. As Tony Gill reads, you've just you've interrupted yourself in this. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, just just bear with me, Tony. We are. That's the whole show is bearing with you. Do your job, please. <laughs> yeah, this should be called bear bear with me with Tony Gill. <laughs> Jeez, Th- this is Squid Game right here, Russ. It's not. Would you murder someone for thirty eight million dollars? It's would you do the basic requirements of your job for the amount that we pay him? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. I just apologize to the team and staff for being a distraction. Just stupid. And so I explained everything that happened and owned it. Just stupid. 
should not have myself in that kind of position. There was a big group next to our restaurant and they wanted me to come over and take pictures. And I did. They were trying to pull me out of the, on the dance floor, screwing around. And I should have left. Nah, he was trying to screw around. All right. So that was a combination um, of of Tony reading and hurt feelings, Urban Meyer. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to okay, blend right. the two there. It sounded better than his actual apology, Russ. I, I don't like laughing at his life being in shambles. I don't. Why not? No, I, I'm, I'm saying it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> by his it's own volition, by his own doing. Right. It's like he was. It's this so is not. Sad. This was not 1981, where if you're out somewhere you're not supposed to be, there's no camera phones where. Eh, well, I think I saw Urban Meyer at the club last night. Like, it's, it's 2021. It's I, I think that no matter what, I can. I am. I always feel for somebody that is waking up to what he's waking up to every morning right now in his life. What I find entertaining is, I guess, how bad he was at doing it, like taking pictures, being caught on camera, wearing the Ohio State pullover. Uh, the apology press conference was a total disaster today. They asked him and. I, Russ, I, I, if you think the Bears press conferences have been bad lately, <laughs> they asked him. So the rest of the team took the charter home. I assume you stayed in Ohio, Urban. And his answer is yes, yeah, yeah. I stayed behind to see the grandkids. Don't, don't start with me with that. Just, just throw the grandkids out there. <laughs> don't start with the shield. <laughs> don't be like, yeah, I was trying to do, I was trying to do the good grandfather thing, and and but he stayed on that tone, Russ, because he pivoted from there to. We were out to dinner. We were at a. We were at the restaurant, and they were trying to get me. You know, trying to pull me out on the dance floor. Get out of here, buddy! My hand just reached down there. You know, I just don't know what was happening. Can you stop it with that, please. Okay, just leave this it. Man, this man, Turbo, was trying to throw it on somebody that night. He <laughs> got Russ, caught. He, Russ, <laughs> got caught in four K. <laughs> With iPhones, you do get caught in 4K. Tony's going to get us in more trouble for him talking about it than what Urban Meyer will get into for what he actually did. Honestly. I think that's all about it, Tony. Stop with that. The the black man gets in trouble for calling out what the white man did? Hmm. 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 That's usually how the world goes, Tony. (laughs) You should know that now. (laughs) But I was going to say, like, the crazy part about this, now you have reports that – he talked to the team, and after he left the room, players were laughing at him. And they, because of he course, they were. Because of course, they were. Because you and you I know? would be too. Um, and like, if you're a player who has heard this guy, like you said, talk about being an upstanding person and you know doing what you need to do, being prepared, and this dude cancels a team meeting so he can not have to face the music about what he was doing over the weekend. Like I, you, I have you'd lose all respect from that room, and well, so I mean, my question is now: How does he remain the coach of the Jags after this? Same way he was coach of Florida with murderers on his team. But I don't, I don't know if you could say he was winning. They zero four right now. Well, part of how, part of <laughs> he how was he winning does, back then. Part of how he does, Russ, is how desperate they are. I mean, this is a team that went one in fifteen last year. Has, has mostly been a, a three to five win team for the last two decades with some exceptions. And think about this, man. If you're them, you really thought you were about to rebuild it right. You had number one pick. You get a quarterback that everyone says is the best college quarterback to come out in years with Trevor Lawrence. And you get Urban Meyer out of retirement. And you, you can 
say whatever you want about Urban Meyer. He is a phenomenal coach. And I would expect him to do well in the NFL eventually, strategically. I think he would. I think he's truly one of the elite minds in football coaching. And and he has, while he has left in kind of bizarre circumstances from his last two jobs, from Florida and Ohio State, he it wasn't like he was leaving after one year or a few months in either of those cases. So if you're the Jaguars, you're coming off one in 15 and you think we, we've put a guy, we've put a coach and a quarterback in place that are going to really set things the right way. And you, you're sitting here and you're like, I, if I'm running the Jaguars, we can't get out of this soon enough. We can't get Urban Meyer out of here soon enough. Mm-hmm. This was a mistake. But how are you supposed to just, you know, tear all that down and rebuild it right now in week four, Russ? I think week five. the more important part of that equation is you have Trevor Lawrence locked in. So I don't think it matters what you do with Urban Meyer. Yeah, you paid him a lot of money to come there. But coaches get hired and fired all the time. And as long as you have Lawrence in place on a rookie deal, I think you're okay. Would you fire him? Would you fire him right now? Yes. Because not probably not because of this scandal, I wouldn't think is why you would fire him or why I would fire him for that matter. He lost the room before the season ever started. Like this is just adding these videos. This is just adding uh, fuel to the fire now. Like that room was lost preseason week two. So for that yeah. reason, I, I think you have to you have to find a competent coach. And he proved right away that he's not like I, I can deal with going 0 and 4 because you weren't going to turn around right. in one offseason. But at the same but like you can't go 0 and 4. You've lost the room and now you're adding your own personal distractions onto this. Because the first thing that NFL coaches, college coaches love to talk about is we can't have any distractions. Yeah. And you as the leader of that building. You're the conduit for Shy Khan. Like you, you can't be that guy. So for me personally, yeah, I'd be like, hey man, sorry, but you gotta bounce. I think that you have to if something needs to be done eventually, then you should do it now. And you can't possibly think that this is headed into a good place down the road with Urban Meyer. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. One Tony Gill is the king of content. He's the king of content that I know, and by his own admission, content is king, right? But I, as Tony's friend, I have to figure out now, like, what is what is our friendship? And now what is content? Because I feel over the last couple of weeks, been listening back to some episodes and I feel I've been catching strays a lot here lately from one Tony Gill. 
about my life. And there's things that I tell y'all in confidence that I'm like, I, I can be honest with my guys about it. Like whether it's in our, the three of us in our group chat, or if it's the one that we have with our guy Lawrence. And then I find out like we're talking and all of a sudden, boom, here come Tony out of left field. Some I thought was in the chat and he go put it out for our audience. So I got to find out. I got to ask you, Tony, what's our friendship and what's content? And do and because I need to know, like, do I have to say, hey, Tony, this can't go on a podcast every time I send a text through? I feel like. See, I feel like Russ just answered <laughs> his own question. <laughs> I feel like that the hard stuff is obvious. Hey, this can't go in there. This could ruin a career. This could ruin a livelihood. Those are obvious. Everything else is kind of like in a gray area. <laughs> you know, stuff that like won't ruin any, you know, reputations or livelihoods. In it's your all, opinion. It's all <laughs> yeah, so like Tony, yeah. like it, it could definitely ruin a livelihood. Right. Mine. You're, you're pretty confident and reckless there with Russ's reputation. What? what? I, I, you know, I... The only reason I do it is because I know Russ is a strong individual. That's not I how you make he, it sound. I know <laughs> no, he's no, trying to turn this into a compliment. Right, don't turn it into a, a pro Russ segment. Russ, I only do Russ this because I, I know you can take it. Um, I love Russ, and right, I know I have he's so much a good respect human being. for you. Yeah, Man, you sound like Urban Meyer. The thing is, yeah, Tony, is I mean, when you when you do the thing that he's talking about, you don't do it subtly whatsoever. No, not at all. You, you just hey, Russ, right remember when like you texted us X, Y, and Z? Yeah, you give, come give up with names and obvious what attributes. Like you, you may it could not be clearer what you're referring to when you start doing. You have no subtlety with this. To us, the audience doesn't know. The mainstream audience doesn't know. The, Tony, that don't mean the, the people, people involved. The, the people who are involved listen to my podcast. <laughs> See, are you laughing? <laughs> See, it's a joke, ladies and gentlemen. This is why I bring it up. This is another thing with him is like he goes back and forth between only our parents listen to this and the entire world listens to this. So whenever it suits him. So whenever he wants to share something like that that's embarrassing, he'll be like, well, nobody listens to our show. And whenever he, uh, you know, makes some reference to something that happened, some obscure reference, something that happened in episode five, he's like, well, everyone listens to every episode of this show. I do it for the the real fans, and I, I I try as much as possible to make my life and content like blend. It just makes it easier yes. for me. You've said this many times. Yeah, right? it makes then it easier for think. you. Yeah, because yeah. then he doesn't have to think. It's yeah, easier for you. Yeah. It's not easier for me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> when, when has it gone wrong for you in real life, Russ? Tony, if I told you, I. The reason that we're having this conversation is because I can't tell you that. <laughs> I feel like if I went out and had an Urban Meyer weekend, Tony thinks that's content. But if Tony goes out and has an Urban weekend, Urban Meyer weekend, then that's private. Oh no, 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 no! See, that's the thing. That's that would be like the typical, like way a person goes about it. But for me, it's content. Like content rules. Content is king. <laughs> Always and this, and this until is I stop doing this. So See, any like me sharing the picture of me shirtless in my winter coat on a scooter, it's fine. This, this, stop it. Stop it. You you think that picture looks great. You're gonna put that on your Christmas card. That's why you like it. Because it's not damaging to you in any way. You think I look really good. I look like Donald Glover. This Whereas what you want to talk about with Russ is gonna cause him problems. This, no, I could put, I, I, that's a horrible comparison, Tony. I, I I feel like I told the line fairly well where 
I'm not no, you absolutely not, Tony. You do not tell any lines. I just want to line like you tell a line like somebody that's wearing snow skis on their feet. I just want to throw a lob and then just run away and hide my hands and then just leave it. No contact. Toss a grenade in there. That's what I'm saying, Tony. Like you have to, like you. Part of doing this job is like you have to know, like, all right, I'm not gonna blow my man's spot up. You come in here like, no, nah, I'm blowing all of Russ's spots up. Russ, he would write that <laughs> and in. I, and I have no care because it's going to be funny and people going to laugh at the end. Yeah. Like, you got to have, you got to balance that out, bro. Like, yeah, some of the stuff is going to be funny. But at the same time, like, once this podcast is over, my phone not going to stop blowing up. <laughs> also, also, okay, okay. How about, how about you guys take some personal responsibility on this, huh? This is a recorded show. This is not live. You guys okay. get sent the podcast every week before we post it. And I get I hear nothing. Don't take this out. Or, or you can leave that in there or take this out. You guys do that, but then on those parts, they they stay in. We've Tony, had I've had so you take several out. Tony, I've had you take so much stuff out of it. You talk about and then don't flip it on us like it's our fault. That's the most inaccurate and uh like blame dodging thing I've ever heard. Look at him folding his arms. Hey, take some personal responsibility, guys. Take some personal responsibility. Hey, guys, take some personal responsibility for the things I say. Us take personal. I want my friend Tony Gill to not put the things that I tell him in confidence in our group chat and bring it live on air. It's not live. It's not live. Tony, you know what the hell I'm talking about. (laughs) If it was something that you said like, yo, man, my girl getting me so upset and also i'm gonna put this out there this hasn't happened but for example if you said man she acted up i can't stand what you do this and i come on here hey tony remember you said your girl <laughs> was getting on your nerves you could stand with that's what you do every week to me you know what you know what it is is that no one he knows listens to this that's part of it man. russ how do you process the fact that he's telling you this is him showing some discernment that's why I give him the blank stare, cause I, uh, whew, Tony. <laughs> His favorite thing would be for that some for you to pop into that group text with some problem that he has caused on the podcast. He has. Would, he would love that on season two of Russ. I'm gonna have to bleep Tony bleep this part out. Uh, that might that be happened. on you. That might be on no, you. No, it's not. If Tony doesn't bring it up, it never comes out. That might I, that might be on you. That, you're trying to keep up a lot of trying to keep a lot of irons in their fire, there, buddy. How much of it is our responsibility to help you keep this going? All of it. If you don't talk about it on our podcast, none of this happens. <laughs> All things work together for the good, man. That's all I got. Shut up, Tony. Don't start quoting the Bible. Shut up. It's not the right time for that, Tony. I'm walking out. (laughs) Russ, I'm sure this isn't going to be a problem or anything down the road, but Kyrie Irving cannot practice or play in Brooklyn right now. 
That's this is an interesting topic. Like we talked about it a lot last week, and we won't weigh everybody down with it this week. But since the last time we spoke about this, uh, Andrew Wiggins, who was unvaccinated at the time of our last recording, has now gotten vaccinated. After yes. you know, after doing his about, research, Russ, he researched right. uh, how much he enjoys basketball and uh, money. Correct. <laughs> Which is why I'm I, I'm I'm interested to find out how long Kyrie Irving is willing to. Uh, take this stance against being vaccinated because I'm going to read some numbers for you guys and for the listeners about how much money Kyrie is preparing to lose this season, which he so, will lose, by the way, he will lose this, by the way, because he's unvaccinated and because in New York, if he wants to practice or play, he has to be vaccinated. So he cannot play any games in New York City proper, which means his building is half the games or the Knicks building. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So for the two preseason games that the Nets are going to play, he's going to lose approximately $762,000 this season. He's going to lose $15.6 million, uh, uh, $762,000 for the two games that Brooklyn plays in New York against the Knicks at the Garden. Then he's going to lose $413,000 in bonuses and then a to be determined amount of money for the playoffs based on revenue sharing and all that. So total without the playoff revenue, he's going to lose seven point, a little bit over $17.5 million without being vaccinated. The playoff thing is super interesting because we're not talking about the Sacramento Kings. We're talking about a team that is the odds on favorite to win it all. So you could have them playing in a finals where, he can't play half the games or Russ, even depending on who they're playing. Maybe he can't play any of the games in the finals. Like this could be over $20 million. He loses this year. Yeah. Three, $380,000 minimum per game, starting with the preseason games. He has one on Friday in Brooklyn that he will not be allowed to play. in. the practice thing is pretty interesting too. Not that practice is the most important thing in the world, but they had training camp in San Diego and he was able to do that. Then they come back to Brooklyn and he's out. He's just, He's gone and they're going to have stretches where they're at home for a week or two at a time. And he's just not going to be there. He's not going to be part of things. And it, it, someone asked Steve Nash if they'd consider moving their practices, at least outside of New York proper. And Steve Nash reacted very correctly that, no, we're not going to move. We're not going to relocate the team for practice over one guy that isn't going to get vaccinated. Now he said it a little gentler than that. Cause he, wants to try to get along with Kyrie Irving. Now, man, you talk about getting into a mess. We talk, We were just talking about the Jaguars being in a mess with Urban Meyer. Forget the the, the reasons why, but they've bet everything on thinking that they're they're set to go. They're, they're, they're set for success here down the road with him. They've paid all this money and committed to Kyrie Irving as part of their three and usually need three. And now he can't play in more than half your games. And he says he'll retire if you trade him. What, what are you supposed to do with this? Call his bluff. Let him start losing three hundred eighty thousand. He'll he'll probably do it for a little bit, at least a little bit, if not the whole time. I call his bluff and trade him. I think oh, uh, see if he'll retire. Yeah, if he retires, who, who hey, wants, all who's right. Gonna, who's gonna take that? Who's gonna want that? There's some teams that would risk it, but for me, I think you got to wash your hands of this if you're Brooklyn. Like enough with the antics. Like you got to be done at some point. I would. Uh... I think if I was a team, look, the thing that Kyrie wants is attention, right? Always. And I think you do that by just saying, hey, don't come. You don't have to report to the team. 
Like we're just we're gonna go on and do the season like we have a big two, and that's how we're going to operate. Um, you go, yeah, we're you're not getting paid. Like I don't say fine him, but don't pay him for the the games that he's not there and he's available and he's healthy. Um, I'll just be like, yeah, Kyrie's not here. We're we got two of the top what seven. Ten. 10 players yeah. in the world right now. Like we can win a championship. You can do a lot players. worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you just, if Kyrie wants to come in and play, he'll get vaccinated and he'll do the things he needs to do to be a part of this team. But it, that's, it. it's too unique. That's, it's never going to happen. A guy playing half the games willingly, like just not going to home games like no that's not how you build chemistry that's not how you build trust on the roster um and it's never going to work to win a championship and if their goal is to win a championship you got to move on from just say hey you're not getting paid so we're just going to do us you get vaccinated and then you come back i was going to say like from a health standpoint we obviously know we talked about it ad nauseum like the health implications that this has from a basketball perspective, you can't have this dude hold the organization hostage to tell you 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 can't have going and you can't have like a Kyrie team and a non Kyrie team. No, it just doesn't basketball doesn't work. Like, like we've seen with the nets, like no matter how talented they are, you have to have a, some cohesiveness at some point. And if you have the guy who's a, the primary ball handler on your team, not there for half the season, that won't work. Yeah. I think that that is going to mess things up when he's playing, when you're on this road trip, but then he's not playing when you get back and not practicing when you get back. And when you, I mean, it's just mind blowing to picture this getting to a point where you're in the playoffs and this is happening. And one of my favorite parts of this is that just a week ago, just last week, Russ Kyrie Irving, who was also not allowed to attend media day for this exact same reasons told everyone that, uh, you know, you can buy this shirt in black and white, actually, I think, on uh, on obvious shirts. Kyrie Irving assured everyone that everything's going to be fine. And uh, let, let's go, let's read his statement on how everything's going to be fine, Tony. And now, Tony Gill reads. So, Russ, he did a, he did a hybrid of uh, Hurt Feelings Athlete and Tony reading before. I guess this is a hybrid of Everything's Fine and Tony Gill reading. Yes. <laughs> I just confused myself. Just just read the quote, please. I know that I'll be there every day, no matter what, and just be present for my teammates as one of the leaders on the team and be there for my growing tribe off the court. The focus has to be at an all-time high, no distractions. The last thing I wanted to create was more distractions and more hoopla and more drama around this. Russ, every day, no matter what, no distractions. Like, even saying that after everything you've gone through, like, come on, man. I don't want to create no distractions by doing something that obviously creates a distraction. <laughs> at, enough's got to be enough at some point, man. Uh, on the flip side, you have Andrew Wiggins, like you said, who decided to get vaccinated. Although I was wondering this, how do we know that he actually did that? Nah, we know. You think we do? I think we do. I don't think, think this is. I, I feel like they wouldn't have let him. You can't fake it. You can, and I think you can. Is a big not, problem in the NFL. I think at that level, you can't. I think once you're him or Kyrie or Brad Beal, 
if you say you're going to be vaccinated, somebody's got to see it. Oh, yeah, they got to see somebody's it. Somebody's like, sure. well, Andrew, if you're going to Walgreens, we're going with you, buddy. We're going in the the uh, the stall with you to get the sh- to make sure we're getting this on video if you're getting the shot. Um, my, my favorite part about the uh, well, I have two favorite parts. Andrew Wiggins said he did it because he was forced to. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't care. And also he uh, his quote about it was like something horrible had happened to him by getting right. this saving vaccine saying, hopefully he survives it, Russ, and he's still around and healthy and everything in 10 years. This man said, I, I hope he's OK, too, in 10 years. I guess you don't own your own body. That's what it comes down to. If you want to work in society today, then I guess they make the rules of what goes on in your body and what you do. Hopefully, there's a lot of people out there that are stronger than me and keep fighting and standing up for what they believe. And hopefully it works out for them. How cynical are you about this? Do you think that it plays a role that Kyrie Irving has made one hundred and sixty million dollars in his career and will at least get probably about half of what's still owed to him? And Andrew Wiggins is not in that is, position. Is Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a big part about it. You think that's a factor? Like, you think I if it was the other Ky- way around, Kyrie's getting the vaccine? I honestly do think Kyrie, if it came down to it, would walk away from basketball. Like I, I, I honestly think that might be what this comes down to, because he's already shown that like he kind of. I think he cares about basketball, but I think it's at a point in his life now. He's just like, eh, you know, if it's here, cool. If it's not. Hey, life goes on. So uh, I'm interested to see how this plays out. But if if we just got a Woj update that says Kyrie is retiring effective immediately, I wouldn't be shocked at all. That would probably be less surprising to you than getting a Woj bomb that he got vaxxed. Correct. Yeah. Go ahead, Tom. You just got to hit dudes with the, with the okay and then go on about what you're going to do. Like, stop. I think at this point, People have all the numbers. They have all the facts. You just got to hit dudes with the, okay, Kyrie, and then keep going with your life. And like, okay, mm-hmm. Andrew, this is what it is. Either you come to work or you're not getting paid. That's, I don't, I'm not having a debate. I don't care what you believe in. I don't care what this is. If you don't get this done, you're not going to come to work. You're not going to get paid. That's, that's what it is. And then just everything. Well, you see this? I'm, okay. And then just keep going about the business and then see how they react after. If there was a universal from the media and from the NBA and from the teams, okay, you you can't come to work, but okay, you keep doing that. You can't come to work, though. I'm just letting you know right now, you, you're not coming to work. I don't think it's that easy in this area. I don't think it's that easy for Steve Nash and Steve Kerr when those teams, when things are so high stakes, both financially and competitively, and in his case, Kyrie Irving's case, they built this team around him. It's I don't think it's that easy, although as a coach – if it's just about the actual basketball, I probably would agree with Russ that I'd be like, well, we don't want you for like 38 games. And then the team has to learn to play with you for some game. I I think in the end, without him, Brooklyn will still win enough games. It's not like they are going to get an, win an extra 10 games by having Kyrie for road games. And that's what, that's what I think. That's one of my points is just like, if if KD's the best player in the game, which he is, and you have James, which is is a top ten player in the game, like you could win fifty games and never have Kyrie touch the floor, which is why at some point you say, "Hey man, I'm gonna let another organization deal with this. Like I'm done. We're gonna move on and we're gonna go forward." So 
I think the ball is in the Nets court at this point, to be honest. Like you could say as much as you want to, oh, well, it's Kyrie's decision. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's going to be Kyrie's decision where you want to keep playing basketball or not, because we're not as the Brooklyn Nets going to keep dealing with this. Do you want to go to a really uh, sportsy topic here since you since you just dropped that flaming hot take on us that KD is the best player in the game? <laughs> okay. Would you like to know who the the GMs voted? Did they they would agree. Kevin they would agree. They would agree with you. Thirty seven percent said to Kevin Durant. Another another uh, thirty three said Luca. Giannis got thirteen percent. Joel Embiid seven. James Harden seven. So that puts them right around your rankings. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stephen Curry got three percent. LeBron James got none percent. No, drop another hot right. take on us, Russ. Come on. Um, sports it up here, man. Let's see. Uh, NBA hot takes with preseason starting. Yeah, enough uh, of this COVID stuff. I think Steph Curry is a top four point guard that's ever lived. Whoa! And cut. Sage Steele, Russ. I don't really want to do this. I, I'm too tired for this. Sage Steele went on Jay, Jay Cutler's podcast. You know, what could go wrong? I didn't know that Jay Cutler had a podcast. Um, let, let, why don't we just agree not to do this? I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted I'm a, from the COVID stuff, and I, I just don't want to do Sage Steele. Only thing I've, I'll say is I've been telling people about Sage Steele for a long time, and all, all skin folk and kin folk. I'll just leave it at that. That'll cover it for Sage Steele. Let's do an NFL segment here. Let's get to all the non-Urban Meyer news from the weekend. I've got three things on here um, since you uh, since you went with Urban Meyer earlier and took that off mm-hmm. my list, which was fine. It was a good segment. I liked it. Good choice. Uh, you sound salty. Okay. No, no. I agree with you creatively <laughs> on that. That was a good call. Uh, I've got the Ravens-Broncos feud, which I don't know why. Um I've got Tom Brady winning at New England, and I've got John John Gruden confusion, which is the best kind of John Gruden behavior. What do you want to go with first? Let's start with the guy you used to cover, Vic Fangio, in in Denver. Mm, I never covered Vic Fangio. You you weren't here no, when you got the defensive coordinator. Yeah, you got I was covering Miami that year. You got to uh, read my my Wikipedia page a little closer. Oh. Well, damn. All right. Well, well let's I guess do we'll Vic Fangio, though. Let's do him anyway. It was an unnecessary correction, honestly. <laughs> I could have just played along and pretend. There you go. <laughs> you got it. You You're, got it late. You, nah, you don't work. There's my late. friend. There's my friend. <laughs> go ahead. I deserved that with the unnecessary correction. You did. Uh, you did. Fangio calls BS Russ on the Ravens running an actual play uh, up 23 7 with three seconds left to get to their record tying. 43rd consecutive game of 100 yards rushing as a team. They had Lamar Jackson run for five yards. That got them to 102. Uh, Vic Fangio called that bull****. All right, Vic. Like, I don't think it was. Come on, man. It seems unnecessary to get upset about that. I mean, would you expect anything different from old football, man? Vic's usually good on stuff, but, like, I don't know, man. That's you know who should have, man. But you know who should have come out and said that was bull was Lamar Jackson. What are you doing, making me do this meaninglessly, taking a hit, risking yeah, your gets- season, risking mm-hmm. my season over what? Over some stupid record that nobody even knew existed until Vic Fangio came out and yelled at John Harbaugh for doing it. 
That, yeah, that was I, dumb. That was dumb. I, like you can, I think we've already whatever, seen. Whatever. Like if Vic Fangio doesn't like it, then stop it. I, I agree with that in general. But it was pretty stupid to do by Harbaugh. We've already seen like a team do something like that and lose their best player. Um, the Steelers two weeks ago, when they were down by like 21 points and ran a play at the end of the game and Deontay Johnson, their best wide receiver, got hurt and missed the next week with like a sprained knee. Like, it's bad. Like that stuff, you you could really hurt yourself and hurt your team. But I mean, Vic, should you kind of just got to let that go. Yeah, John Harbaugh countered, countered that by saying, well, why were they throwing into the end zone in the final minute down 16? That's not exactly the same, John. That, right, like, kind of, what, what, what Fangio was doing, what the Broncos were doing was conventional. It's what you expect in football. They don't just pack it in and kneel out the clock when they're losing. But th- this play at the end with Lamar Jackson, again, I don't care about the pettiness of it. it. Who cares? That's irrelevant. And these are not teams that really matter that much to each other or play each other very often or, or anything like that. But it, it was it was just really dumb. How is that worth it? How is that he worth it, it for some obscure record like that? He made it sound like they ran four verticals at the end of the game. No, like, you're right. Come on, they, ran, they ran a football. <laughs> it was one. But also on the flip side, Russ, John Harbaugh made it sound like these players – he said something to the effect like these players will remember forever being part of that streak. No, they won't. Yeah, they probably won't. Yeah, yeah. Won't. Hardly any of them. If, yeah. if we didn't know that was a real stat, probably none of them knew that was a real exactly. stat. 43 of these games in a row. <laughs> Uh, did you happen to treat yourself to another delightful Sunday night of watching Sunday night football? And it was Tom Brady going back to New England. I was on an airplane back from St. Louis. The airplanes? Well, not on your airline, but other airlines have TV hey, on the plane. I'm going to stop. You got to stop disrespecting them because they, after the first, it was rocky the first month. I'm not going to lie. It was rocky, but the rest of the season was smooth sailing, man. New, um, Brady and the Bucks get a 19-17 win going back against uh, Bill Belichick in New England. Only though, after they get a they get a 48-yard field goal with two minutes left, and New England misses a 56-yard field goal. I don't know since you missed the game if you saw a replay of this kick at the end, but it was a mm-hmm. pretty gutsy attempt. I, I I don't know if you go for it there. It was like fourth and three or fourth and four versus kicking a 56-yard field goal into very in heavy the rain. rain. Very yeah. heavy rain, uh, but a great finish. Have you noticed that all the good Sunday, all the Sunday night football games have been great except the one the Bears were in? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Sunday night football is really fun to watch as long as the Bears aren't in it. That's uh, somebody should. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. Finish your point, Ross. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's a little bit of uh, reverse racism going on because Tony always Whoa. plays everything's Whoa. fine. Tony always plays everything's fine. Oh, you're accusing Tony. Talking. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I'm accusing you. Accusing me. Not I'm you. Good. All right, then I'm <laughs> good. Then I'm fine. Let's continue. This, this. Is, yeah. this is black I'm on black racism. This. I'm comfortable <laughs> with this now. I, Tony always plays the everything's fine drop when I'm talking and not when you're talking, and I have a problem with that. Hmm. Tony, See? do you think that's true? And is there anything to this? Um. See, I don't know. It might. Yeah. <laughs> At least he admits it. 
It's a. It's been a week between uh, that question and Squid Games. It's been a week of wrestling with really hard internal questions for Tony. Uh, Russ, everything's fine. No, 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 come on. You guys just do this over everything. Because I said it was a hard question. <laughs> what? Wait, did he say it? <laughs> yes, yes he did. Of course he did. <laughs> Russ, everything's fine. But uh, one thing that I need to mention here, the Bears are the only team in the NFL that has yet to reach 1,000 yards of total offense. You know, man. The only one. Justin Fields, at least for the time being, is still the Bears starting quarterback. So I, I'm okay. But they, we don't they know. Doing, I'm By tired of you hear this. We don't I'm, know. We I'm don't tired know. of I'm tired of the bald coach for the Chicago Bears <laughs> continuing to say Andy Dalton. He tell me that started. Like, shut up. He is he is Matthew Nagy from now on. I tried to find his middle name. He apparently doesn't have a middle name. His name is Matthew now. He's the I'm bald. You can't be cool. The, you can't. You can't be cool anymore. Your name is Matthew. Matthew Nagy. Nagy. He's sorry. He's the bald dude in Hallis Hall. That's not Jason Leisure. That's what I'm calling him from now. All on. right. Well, that's reasonable. Uh, <laughs> Bears have also scored fewer points than everybody but the Dolphins and Jets. And uh, over the course of Matt Nagy's entire tenure coaching them, they have the fourth fewest yards in the NFL. And so that even includes 2018 when things were supposedly good, but. You know, if you dig a little deeper in the numbers, they probably weren't. Uh, Belichick kind of had Brady's number in that game, I thought. Tony, did you watch the game, Tony? Can I talk about it with you? Uh, I watched part of it, and then I got okay. bored because so, no points weren't being scored. All right. I watched enough of the game where you could talk about it with me, Jason. Uh, Steve Belichick, by the way, freaking me out. I didn't know there was a Steve Belichick until the other <laughs> night. This, the hair and the lips and the face. I mean, there's a lot going on there. You, you really want to keep doing this. I'm sorry. I'm done. You'd like I'm to done. keep explaining. No, I don't. The more you're explaining, the worse it's getting. I'm done. You understand that? Yes. It's not me this time. <laughs> Tony's so happy. Tony's like, yes. Somebody said what I wanted parents. to say. Yeah. Somebody else got in trouble on the show today. <laughs> Russ, of all the coaches in the entire NFL, can you think of one that – you would let you 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 would least want to explain a weather delay at an indoor stadium to than John Gruden. That seems pretty fun to me. <laughs> Trying to hear John Gruden explain a weather delay in an indoor stadium. Well, you could see the ref explaining it to him that there was a weather delay it delayed the start of the Raiders Chargers game by uh, about half an hour at SoFi Stadium, which has a roof. And uh, you could see the ref there. They had a four or five second clip was all that they showed of this, I believe, on ESPN of the ref explaining this to John. Gruden. <laughs> and to get, John Gruden, I don't even have to know what he said. You could see it on his face. He was like it, it was like John Gruden was doing an impersonation of Frank Caliendo doing an impersonation of John Gruden. It was very exaggerated. It was very Gruden. The video is hilarious. It's it's five seconds of uh, entertainment. And Gruden said later he thought the ref was joking, but my favorite part uh, uh, that kind of went by the by under the radar on this was that he had another complaint about the stadium, which was that he couldn't figure out the layout of the visiting locker room. He said it was like a maze. There's nowhere where you could stand and be able to see everybody when you're talking to them, and uh, that that just completely between that and the weather delay, it was a very confusing night for John Gruden. 
It's a very John Gruden story. Tony, do you have a John Gruden impersonation? Can you do? I don't want you to do hurt feelings, John Gruden. Can you do John Gruden like being confused about the weather delay? Uh, it's probably very limited. I can try though. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm asking you to do. Uh, okay, what's going on? We gotta lie. That's that was worth. That was worth. That was worth the ask. I'm glad that I asked that. Russ, would you like to hear what we didn't get to on today's show? A lot of news that we didn't, we just couldn't cram into the four hours or however long this show is. I'm interested because we got to a lot today. Yeah, well, we, we've got quite a bit. Let's start with Lane Kiffin, uh, Tony's spirit animal, I would say. Uh, Lane Kiffin's got a little bit of uh, vibes of a guru, wouldn't you say, Tony? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Lane Kiffin. After uh, Nick Saban dies ultimately on the job, I would like Lane Kiffin to be uh the next person next man up what is wrong with you whatever why do you talk the way that you talk about whatever (laughs) but after nick statement dies i want lane kiffin to be the next head coach of alabama okay tony uh anyway lane kiffin russ if you didn't see was doing a pregame interview with cbs before playing alabama and getting whooped by alabama spoiler alert uh with cbs's jamie erdahl and she asked him some question about playing against Nick Saban, and he kind of barely answered it and then threw his headset off and said, get your popcorn ready. And it was it was not funny. It was very awkward, and it was definitely rude. And uh, then looked even dumber when you go and lose 42-21 to Alabama. His apology was actually funnier than the incident it- itself. He was very embarrassed by his own behavior, which I feel like embarrassment is a rare emotion for Lane Kiffin. Um, and he said that he had some self-awareness in the moment telling his offensive coordinator that uh, I just said something really stupid, so you better score a lot of points. They, of course, didn't. They lost 42-21. to 21. <laughs> um, Now we're going to detour into some more serious news where Russ tells us why the United States is running out of money. <laughs> That's not how I thought you were going to do that. But yeah, apparently. Well, you've wanted to talk about this. And like – in like a week or two, the United States, they say it's going to run out of money. All I know is the podcast is working on a deal and our money better be there. That's all I know. So, okay. hey, for for all those people that, that still hide money under their mattress, it's a good time for you because <laughs> Uncle Sam's going to be coming to your door looking for a loan. You know Tony's done something. Like Tony has money hidden away or has bought gold or rubies or something tony what what's i mean without giving it away because obviously you don't want you know everyone to know mm-hmm. i'm still shocked tony has a bank account to be honest with you two <laughs> a secret one yeah a burner account a burner bank account. <laughs> in the cayman islands hey you never know if uh good old tony needs to disappear <laughs> hey i'm not gonna lie to you tony if the if the law comes to the door asking where you are i'm telling I'm telling you that right now. I'm like, oh, yeah. for Tony. Mr. Funny Man, let's throw us under the bus. Yeah, I know his ass is. Get him. Get his ass. You got me, though, right? Yeah, I got you. Okay, okay. all right. Good. We have, a, um, we have a, sh- a shared entity. Yes, I have you. This is, this is unusual, but I actually stumbled upon some old Bears news. Would you like to hear some okay. old Bears news from, 
I got some from eight years ago and some from about 17 years ago, it looks like, if I'm doing the math right. Uh, In fact, this would be a good time. You're going to like this, I think. This would be a good time for Everything's Fine. Tony, hit the Everything's Fine button. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call... This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. Russ, many people might know this. You might know this. But I didn't know this until I read it, that in 2013, the Bears were looking at hiring Bruce Arians. You're familiar with him. I'm sure he's been very successful. Even before he got Tom Brady, he was successful. But now with Tom Brady, they won a championship. Did you know that they had interviewed him and were looking at hiring him in 2013? Yes, and I don't like where this story is going because I know what you're going to say. Okay, well, I didn't know this, so I found this riveting, that one of the reasons they didn't hire him was because he refused to go through a mock press conference as part of his job interview. Because apparently even after being the, I believe he was the interim coach of the Colts for a year at that point, there was some, and did press conferences four times a week, five times a week. There was some concern about whether he could handle that because it's really important that you master the press conferences. And you may have noticed how press conferences have been going lately for the bears. It was bad, and they went on to hire Mark Tressman, and terrible part of Bears history. Did you also know, again, this was news to me, uh, I was in Miami, fresh out of college at this point, but in 2004, they were trying to hire Nick Saban. I went on kind of a rabbit hole of old Bears mistakes in hiring, I would say. And the reason that they did not hire Nick Saban was because they thought his $4 million salary demand was too high. Four million dollars. For it worked out. They they hired Lovey and things were went well for a little while. Lovey was very good. Uh, I actually thought that Lovey. I'm. I don't think there's a lot of people lining up behind me on this one, but I don't think they should have fired Lovey. I think that he could. He was a good coach for them. Uh, Lovey had his Nick, flaws. Lovey probably not Nick flaws, Saban though. Yes. Nick Nick Saban mm-hmm. might have worked out a little better. He wasn't that great in Miami. Yeah, it was sarcasm. It was sarcasm. Uh, And finally, Russ, a person in San Mateo, California, called the Humane Society to report an escaped pet tarantula stuck on top of their neighbor's house. Would you call somebody if you saw a tarantula on the roof of your neighbor's house, Russ? No, I'm moving as the neighbor if I see a tarantula. Okay, well, well, you're about to find out that that might not do you any good in the Bay Area. Um, Anyway, when animal control arrived and climbed up on the roof to get this thing, they learned that it was actually just a Halloween decoration. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. But in reading this article, and by the way, this article I read about it was on sfgate.com. I, they had some other material there on tarantulas that I found interesting. And so here are some things I learned in my uh, ensuing research on tarantulas today. Number one, you can adopt them from animal shelters, just like cats and dogs as pets. Absolutely. Absolutely not. I didn't say you have to. I just said you can. They shouldn't even allow option. it. They shouldn't allow that option. Tony, would you have an exotic pet? I know you have dogs. No. Did you ever get like a weird snake or lizard or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nope. No. Nope. Because? Um, just no. They're just weird. I don't want anything weird in my house. Dogs are just fine. Okay. 
Um, then here's here's another interesting part, Russ. These tarantulas, I, I always think of tarantulas as being like in other countries or other continents or something like that. These things are all over the Bay Area. Like naturally. These things are enforced. Like you might you might just find one of these things like the way that you see chipmunks and squirrels running around here. Don't don't compare them to the, the great American squirrel. We know that you have uh, strong feelings about squirrels, Tony. It's one of the many unusual things about you. And then number three is that right now is their mating season. And that last one, go ahead. You guys could, you know, say something childish and sophomore. You'd be great at writing for SFGate because this led me to a story on their website with the headline, a mob of horny tarantulas is prowling San Francisco. Mm. Well, why would anybody want to move from Chicago? None of that stuff happens here. Like well, there's, there's no natural disasters, no earthquakes, floods, yeah. none of that. No, you say that as someone that's been to like two other cities. Yeah, that's right. the best. There's no, also, there's no reason to leave. It's the best. Tax, taxes, snow, traffic. Tony Gill. Me. Uh, I read in this article about horny tarantulas, Russ, the Sonoma County Reptile Rescue Director, whose name supposedly is Al Wolf. There was a lot of things, a lot of names here where I'm like, I better check and make sure that's really somebody's name. But uh, he called tarantula mating season a great time of year. You only get to see it once a year. Kind of a weird comment, Al. I don't know that that's something anyone really ever wants to see. He sniffs his hands. (laughs) <laughs> that's gonna do it for this week's episode of sports adjacent lots lots covered including why tony gill's a bad friend uh which is funny because he has a podcast called how to be a better friend um <laughs> that, that's once, named, that's titled ironically russ once again yeah. uh our our lovely podcast and it's also that. not titled that lord's told him he couldn't call it that <laughs> right but that's the premise and Still, Tony is a bad friend because he always, at every turn, tries to throw me under the bus. Our podcast is always sponsored by Obvious Shirts. You can go on there, get our collection, use promo code to Jason10, get 10% off and free shipping. Um, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, give the podcast five stars. Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, am I forgetting anything else before I get us out of here, gentlemen? You nailed it all, man. You nailed it all. Sweet. Love you, Russ. Uh, for, nah, no, no, you don't, Tony. No, you don't. It's cool. <laughs> for Russ Dorsey. You're trying to sneak that in before no, the door Don't sneak it in so, so people you get the fans back on your side. For Jason Leisure, who's a good friend, Tony Gill, who's a bad friend, I'm Russ Dorsey. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the motherfucker.